Well, Happy New Year, Crossroads. So good to see you, whether you're home or in person. Welcome to 2021. And can I just say that I don't think you would agree with me that our world could use a big dose of being humble and kind. We need to remember what our mama taught us, what Jesus taught us just about common courtesies and being good people and treating each other with love and respect. Today we're kicking off a brand new series of messages if you didn't know the title. Hachala Dasha. Say, what in the heck is that? It's Hebrew. It means a new beginning. And I believe you would agree with me that we need a new beginning. We need to hit the reset button. And I'm not just talking about what's going on with COVID. I'm talking about what's going on in the hearts and the lives of people. We need a reset. We need a new beginning. If you believe that, you just uh, say amen or type amen in chat right now because we need it. We need it. We absolutely need it. Can I tell you about your best decision? The best decision is the next one you will make to be the person that God has called you to be. That's the best decision you and I can make. We're gonna be spending our time today in 1 Peter, and Peter wrote this book during a time when there was an evil emperor named Nero who was causing all kinds of problems to believers as well as non-believers, and he gave them this idea over and over and over again. He was telling believers this, we need to be reminded of this. We need to reset our focus on this, that this world is not our home. We're just passing through. God says we're sojourners. This world is not my home as a follower of Jesus. And because the world is not our home, Peter said God is calling you to be different. If you're a follower of Jesus, you're called to be different. I'm called to be different. We're to have different values, different passions. We're to use our time different. We're to use our talents different, our money different. We're to be different as we parent our kids. We're to be different as a spouse. We're to be different in the way we talk, in the way we work, and different in the way that we treat people. God is calling us to be different. Now, to set the tone for today's message, I want to do something just a little bit different. We used to do this a lot. We haven't done it in a long time. Those of you that are in person, would you mind stand, standing just as we read God's word today? Those of you that are home, you can stand, if you would, just out of respect for God's word. I want you to feel the power and the weight of these words in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13 through 17. Peter said, therefore... With minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires that you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who has called you is holy, so be holy in all that you do. For it is written, God says, be holy because I am holy. Since you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially, Peter says, live out your time, get this, live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear. 
Another version says, live out your time with temporary, as temporary residents. In other words, realize that this isn't your home. You're just here temporary. You're just passing through that we as followers have a higher, higher calling and he's calling us to be different. You can be seated. The problem for so many people in our culture today is that we don't necessarily want to be different. We want to fit in. The biggest obstacle I believe that many of us face is the desire that we have to fit in. The biggest obstacle to being faithful to what God has called us to do and to be is we tend to look around at everyone else, right, in this world, and we want to be like them. Can I tell you this? We're never called by God to blend in as followers of Christ. Never. As Jesus' followers, listen, we're called to stand out. Fill this in if you're taking notes. As a follower of Jesus, God did not call you to fit in. He called you to stand out. God never once said, hey, I want you to work hard at blending in so you'll fit right into the world. He says, no, you're not to conform to the patterns of this world anymore, right? You're to be transformed, pow, by the renewing of your mind. He said, I want you to stand out. You're set apart. So many people want to fit in. Can I tell you what's wrong with normal? You ever looked around what normal is? I don't want to be normal. Normal's broke. Normal today is angry. Have you noticed that? Normal today is self-centeredness. It's all about me and nobody else. I'm going to look out for me. I don't care about anybody else. That's normal. Normal is tension. Normal is high anxiety. Normal is sleepless nights. Normal is not liking your boss, not liking your job, fighting depression. That's normal. Anybody want to sign up for that? But that's what we get when we try to fit in. We're God says, I don't want you to be normal. I don't want you to fit in. I want you to stand out. I don't want anything to do with normal. I want off the normal road. I'm tired of normal, right? Jesus said there's a broad and a wide road. Broad, really wide, and a lot of people are on it. But then he talks about another road that says it's narrow and the gate is small and only a few people will travel on that road. Yet that's the road that leads to real life, to real joy. That's what leads to authentic joy that the world is so much searching for, but they're on the wrong path. That's what normal gets you. It's my prayer. It's my prayer today that you would be amongst the few, that I would be amongst the few. And because of the passion of a few, that there would be more and more and more that would be drawn to the smaller path that leads to life. God's calling us to be different, to be set apart. And I don't have the power to do that in your life, but God does. So would you just pray with me that we're just gonna invite God to do what only he can do in the hearts of his people. Father, we just pray today that you would do what only you can do, that you can transform, that you can shape and mold from the inside out. God, I pray for everyone that's here, everyone that's viewing this, that you'd have your way, that we'd be different, that we would understand that we're called as your followers to be set apart, to be different in a world that definitely, definitely needs people to model 
what it means to love and to be kind and considerate. We give you all the praise because you deserve it in your name. Amen. Can I just say this right as we get started this morning? If you are here today and you're perfect, you're at home and you're watching this and you're perfect, this message is not for you. You can, I mean, if you're here in person, you could just slowly walk out, I guess. If, if you're home, you just click off, right, and shut me off. But if so, if you're perfect, don't even waste your time doing this. In case you're wondering if your pastor is perfect, the answer is no. If you don't believe me, ask my wife or ask somebody that knows me pretty well. They'll assure you that I am not. And with that, I want to look again at these words that Peter was speaking to a group of Christians. They were hurting. They were under very tough times. And perhaps the Spirit of God might speak to you some and prompt you and move you and lead you and lead me to become set apart, to get a true glimpse of what God would have us to be. And he certainly has called us to be different in this world. He wants to use us to draw others to himself. First Peter 4, 1, verse 14 and 16, we'll go ahead and look at it again of what Peter said. He said, as obedient children... As my obedient children, do not be conformed to your evil desires that you had when you lived in, in, in ignorance. In other words, before you came and gave your life to me, you didn't know any better, right? It's kind of like when you were 15 or 16. Your parents and all the adults were the dumbest people on the planet and you knew everything. Peter's saying, listen, don't live like you used to live when you were ignorant and you didn't know the truth. Because when you know the truth, the truth will set you free, Right? It means don't be doing things that you know are wrong. Don't, don't be doing things that you know if you saw it in somebody else's life, you'd say that's not even a wise thing to do. Don't act like you haven't been transformed by Jesus if you've been transformed by Jesus. Don't go back to the way you used to live before you met Jesus. He says, now you know much better. Look at verse 15. But just as he called you, just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all that you do. And then look at verse 16, for it is written, be holy because I am holy, God says. Be holy in all that you do. Realize that you're made to be different, to be set apart, that you're not to act the way everybody else acts because you're not like everyone else. You've been transformed. Be holy. Notice what it doesn't say. This is huge in our society today. He didn't say, be happy. He said, be holy. Do you notice that? That's a big thing, especially in Western Christianity. So many people believe that, of course, God wants you to be happy. No, he wants us to be holy. Does that mean we can't be happy and holy? Uh, it doesn't always work that way. But holiness always trumps happiness. The problem is happiness is based on happenings. Have you noticed that? We build ourselves up because we're going to have this happening and we're happy for a short time and then we go back down and we have to have another happening and they're very short lived and they promise so much and they deliver so little, kind of like Christmas for many of us, right? So if I just got that, I'll never ask for anything else. Five minutes after you've opened it, kids will remind you, oh, I want this now. I want that now, right? But we do the same thing as adults. God's highest calling for us as followers is not our happiness, but our holiness. To be set apart, to be holy like he is holy. 
The problem with the happiness theology, if you will, is it, um, it promotes what I call personal justification. It means somehow in some way, if I believe God wants me to be happy above all things, then anything really goes, right? Because if that will make me happy and God wants me to be happy, I don't care what anybody else says about it, that must be okay. If you have something that I want and God wants me to be happy and I'm not gonna be happy unless I have that thing, it's okay if I take it from you. It's okay if I go into debt up to my eyeballs to get that thing that'll make me happy because happiness is my goal. I can treat you any way I want if it makes me happy. I don't care how it affects you. It means I take what God says and I just kind of push it to the side because God, if that doesn't make me happy your way, I'm gonna do it my way. That's not God's desire for us. It's not God's desire for me. It's not God's desire for you. You see, you and I think we know the way and our way always leads us to pain and frustration. Sin is fun for a season. <laughs> if it wasn't, we wouldn't do it. But the repercussions, the long-term effect is bad. And God says, trust me, I know the way. I want you to be holy. I want you to be set apart. I want you to know who you are in me. Holy. You know what holy really means? It's from a Greek word, hagios. It means to be different. Holy, it means to be set apart. Holy, it means to be pure. That's what God's calling us to be. That's why he says don't conform anymore to the patterns of the world. Don't live in ignorance like you used to. I want you to be holy. I want you to realize that you're to be set apart, that you're to be different. Can I tell you this? If you blend in with the world, if you are normal and you do what the world does, can I just be honest and say, you're not really following Christ. You might tell yourself you're following Christ, but if you look and act and talk and walk and do all the things that the world does and you just blend in, you're not following Christ. We've got to hit the reset button. We need a new beginning. Let me speak to parents for just a minute. Parents, don't miss this. If you want to raise kids that are different from the world, if you want to raise kids that have the guts and the courage to live as a follower of Christ and be different, then you've got to live in such a way where your kids see what you're doing and they follow you. You get that? Christianity is caught more than it's taught. Your kids are gonna do a lot of what they see you do. If you want your kids to have the courage to follow the narrow path and to follow Christ, then they've gotta see you doing that day in and day out. How can you expect your kids to be what you're not? The best thing you can do for your kids is to show them by example, God working in your life on a day-to-day -day basis. God's calling all of us as followers to be holy as he is holy. And the bottom line is, listen, we're seeking God for standards that we would be doing the things that would be pleasing to him, which means I've got to be in his word. I've got to know what he wants. I've got to know and watch his example. 
In fact, Peter goes on to say this. I, I really, this is something. I want to look at this in a different version. The New Living Translation translates 1 Peter 1.14 this way. So you must live as God's obedient children. And then he says, don't slip back into your old ways to satisfy your own desires. Don't slip back. I love that picture. Don't slip back. Don't, don't act like you used to act. Don't slip back. Don't go back to your old ways. Can I tell you this? You can slip into sin, but you'll never slip into righteousness. You get that? I can easily fall into sin because I'm sinner by nature. I, it's easy for me to fall into sin, to slip into sin. I didn't even have a plan. I just went there and I saw this and I did that or I saw her or I saw him or you know what, it was this or it was that and I just kind of slipped in. But you'll never slip into being holy. <laughs> I was just, I don't, I don't even know what happened. I was just walking around. I didn't even mean to. I woke up one day and poof, I was holy. I was set apart. I was doing all the things that Jesus wants me to do. I didn't know. I didn't even have a plan. I just did it. No, it doesn't work that way. And we have an enemy that makes sure that we don't do it that way. We have an enemy, the devil. He's the prince of darkness. He's the father of lies. His whole mission is to steal and to kill and destroy everything that matters to the heart of God, which means you and me. He wants to tempt us. He wants to get us off path. You know why? Because he doesn't want us to be holy. He doesn't want us to be set apart. He doesn't want us to be different. He wants us to fit in. He wants us to blend in. He wants those of us that are Christ followers to look just like everybody else out in the world because then we don't draw anybody to God. And he attacks us where the, where the, where the, where the weakest. Oh, come on. God wants you to be happy. You deserve to be happy. I know you're married, but that person's really attractive. Go ahead, right? All those things. Everybody does it. Come on. That's what he does. Same thing he did way back in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. You know that story, right? Devil comes dis disguised as a serpent. Did God really say that? God really say you couldn't eat from that tree? Like, what, what's God's holding out on you? No, God had said, listen, you can have anything in here. Just stay away from the one thing. Did he really say that? Why would he tell you that? Maybe that's the best fruit in the whole garden and God wants to keep it to himself. And they bought the lie. <laughs> you and I buy it. It's easy to deceive myself easy for you to deceive yourself. Well, a lot of people are doing it. Listen, a lot of people are not the standard. A lot of people are not the standard. God calls us as followers of his to be different and to be set apart, to be holy. Other people are not my standard. Jesus is my standard. I want to give you a, a moment. Those of you that have downloaded your notes, I hope you have, by the way. They're, you can always find them on our webpage and go down to the part on the the website says, says message notes and resources, and you can click on those. I hope you do. But there's some, there's some questions that I put on the notes today, and I want you to use those questions. I, I'm going to encourage you as a family to use them. I'm going to encourage you and your friend. Call up a friend that you haven't seen for a while, maybe at Crossroads, and you're like, I really miss them. Call them up. Say, hey, could we spend some time on the phone or on a Zoom and go through this? Your small groups. 
Listen, again, we've been in this thing for so long now, people continue to try to, they're drifting and they're isolating. We got all these new normal things going on and we've broken patterns that were healthy, many of us, right? And we're more isolated maybe than we've ever been. I wanna encourage you to use these questions. You need community. That's one of the things I think is so depressing for so many people right now is they've lost connection with other people. God didn't design us to be isolated. He designed us for community. We need people around us. And listen, even if you're not safe to have people right around you, there's ways through technology to be together even though you can't be together, maybe, right? When we do life together, we strengthen each other. We build each other up, we pray together. We unite in strength. When you're weak, maybe I'm stronger. When I'm weak, maybe you're stronger. But I wanna give you some questions that are on those sheets. Again, you can download them later and I hope you'll go through these. I'm just gonna briefly go through these just to give you kind of prime the pump, if you will, of what we're doing here. When is the time I put my happiness above God's call for holiness? It's a great question, right? Look through your life. When's the time that you chose happiness rather than holiness? And you kind of knew it wasn't the right way to go, but it was just so luring at the time you chose happiness. What are the biggest ways that I'm different from this world? (laughs) It's a great question, right? Am I really different from this world or have I worked really hard at fitting in? And this is probably the biggest point of application of all those questions. What's the area that God wants me to be different in? What's the biggest area in my life right now that God wants me to be different, to be holy, to be set apart? What's the biggest obstacle right now? And can I tell you this? We don't just come to church or watch church online to listen. (laughs) We're not to just be hearers of the word. We're to be doers of the word. Right now, that's more challenging than it's ever been before, right? For some of you, because of health reasons, you're way more comfortable staying at home. And I get that. I respect that. But that's not going to be it forever, right? I want to encourage you. How can you get involved in being the church even though you're not in person with us here? There's ways that you can serve online. So listen, get a hold of our office. Say, hey, how could I serve now? For those of you in person, right? Some of you that are in person, for us to continue to do what we're doing here, we gotta fill some shoes of those that aren't safe, feel safe enough to come here so we can continue to do what we're doing here because we got the greatest message that this community needs. I would encourage you to holler and say, hey, how can I be a part? But the way we're gonna be holy is to follow the one who is holy. And that means I've got to get into the word. I've got to be reading God's word. I've got to be not just reading it and listening to it, but applying it to my life. It's not just about consuming that information, right? It's about applying it. It's about pulling together. It's about experiencing community with God and his people. So here's what I'm challenging you to do. There's action steps right there on your note sheets. And here's my challenge to you. If you don't have the YouVersion Bible app on your phone or your iPad or whatever, I'm gonna encourage you to download that. We've put the website for that app right on your note sheet so you can grab that. On that, listen, there are literally hundreds and hundreds of Bible reading plans. 
You can pick which one makes sense for you, where you're at. Listen, if you want to do one five days a week and have the weekend off, you can do that. If you want to kind of get a better understanding of the New Testament, you can read that. The Bible version that, or the Bible plan that I'm reading this year is the chronological one-year Bible right? It's a one-year chronological Bible that kind of has you go reading in a way that the Bible most makes sense and how it happened in order. You can do that just on the New Testament. I'm doing it on the entire Bible. Here's what I would encourage you to do. Pick one, call a friend, get your small group maybe to do the same one so you guys can connect on a regular basis and say, hey, how'd you process that? What's going on with that? But you need to pick up your Bible. You're not gonna be separate. You're not gonna be different. You're not gonna be holy without spending time in God's word. The reason I'm starting the year off with this is because I don't believe there's a better decision that you and I can make than to open up God's word every day and spend time with the God that loves us the God that wants the best for us, the God who is holy and calls us to be holy. Now you might say, why does all this matter? Let me try to close it out with some scripture and hopefully you'll see why it matters. First Peter chapter one, verse 18 through 21. Peter goes on to say this. He says to these hurting Christians, he says, you need to remember for you know, it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed from this empty way of life, handed down from your ancestors, but it was with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. In other words, it was the sinless son of God who set you free. It was Jesus that pointed you towards life. It was the son of God who forgave your sins and made you brand new. It was because of his death on the cross that you can be a part of his family. And then verse 20, he was chosen before the creation of this world, but was revealed in these last days for your sake. Through him, you believe in God. Through Christ, you believe in God who raised him from the dead and glorified him. So your faith and hope, get this, your faith and your hope as a follower are in God. It's through Christ. It's impossible any other way. We need to understand that living holy is not the path to knowing God. In other words, you can't be good enough and holy enough to get you to God. No, 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 it doesn't work that way. Knowing Christ is the pathway to holiness. Not being holy, that's not how you get to God. You come to God just as you are. And then once he comes and takes up residence in you, now you have what it takes to become holy. So important to understand that. God's called us to be holy. You know what that means? Once I realize what he did for me that I couldn't do for myself, once I realized that the God that hung the moon and the stars loved me so much, he was willing to sacrifice his own son so that I could live, He took all the punishment that I deserved on himself so I wouldn't have to. That's how bad he wanted me into his family. And when I realize that and I receive him by faith as my Lord and Savior, listen, I want to be holy. I want to live to please him. I want to do what he wants me to do because I realize he cares more about me than life itself. Who wouldn't want to follow a God like that? Who wouldn't want to follow a God that loves like that? Who wouldn't want to have a heavenly father that never gives the wrong advice, 
that never scratches his head and says, I'm not sure what's the best thing to do. You ever had that moment as a parent? You want to give the best information you possibly can to your kids, but there's sometimes you just don't know. God never has that moment. That's why I do want to follow him. He changes me from the inside out. And out of the overflow of your heart, the Bible says, your mouth speaks. You know what scares me more in life right now than anything about standing out or fitting in? And I started out by saying, who wants to be normal? Because normal is broke and normal is this and it's angry and it's this and it's this. Do you know right now in many ways, it's hard to figure out who's a follower of Christ and who's not? One, we're wearing masks almost everywhere we go. Number two, because our actions and our attitudes were so uncomfortable with what things are going on that we act a lot of the same ways that everyone else acts. We're focused on ourselves like everyone else is. We're angry, we're on edge, we're bitter, we're frustrated. It shouldn't be that way. I should be so focused I'm becoming more like Christ. But I've got to understand it doesn't happen naturally. It happens supernaturally. It's by his power. It's by me spending time with him. The more you're with someone, the more you tend to be like that person. Do you notice that? If you're around Christ more and more, guess who you're going to be more apt to become like? It's my prayer that the Spirit of God would do in your heart and mind what we cannot do ourselves. And that is to show us those areas in our life that are not pleasing right now to God. And we will pursue his holiness, not as an obligation, but in a transformational way. We would be changed from the inside out because of what we're putting in us. When you get angry, when you get frustrated, when someone, quote, pushes your buttons, we don't have buttons, by the way. That's just a cop-out. You know what comes out of us? Whatever we're full of. If you're not putting God's word in, not putting his ways in, not spending time following him, what's gonna come out of you is whatever you're full of. We know what comes out of the world because that's what they're full of. God says, I want you to be different, holy, change from the inside out. And so with everything in us, we need to seek him and to ask him, our savior, to change us from the inside out, change our hearts. That'll change what comes out. Be different, be set apart. Let's hit the reset button. We need a new beginning. Would you bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, I want to thank you for your word. God, thank you for your truth. Thank you for loving us enough to tell us the truth. God, my guess is your spirit is speaking to a lot of us. I don't know all that you're speaking to your hearts and lives of your people, but you do because you're God and I'm not. But I pray for everyone hearing my voice today that we would be sensitive to your leading in our life, what you're calling us out on, what you're showing us about ourselves that needs to change. 
God, that we'd be reminded that as followers of Christ, we're your representatives. We're called to be holy, to be set apart. If that's you, wherever you're at, would you just make this your prayer inside of your own heart between you and God? Say, God, thanks for speaking to my heart. Thank you for showing me who I am in you. For reminding me that I'm to be different. That my goal is not other people to follow them. My goal is to follow you. To be holy as you are holy. To be set apart, to be pure. God, I don't want to fit in. I want to stand out. But stand out in a way that doesn't draw people to me but stand out in a way that because of the way I love, because of the way I talk, because of the attitude that I have, because of the time that I spend in your word, that people will be drawn to you in me. With our heads still bowed and our eyes closed, listen, for some of you, the biggest question you need to answer is, have you ever given your life to Christ? Have you ever received him as Lord and Savior of your life? Because you can't get to him on your own. You can't perform your way to him. You can't be holy enough to earn a position in God's family. But he'll accept you just as you are. If you'll turn from your sin and trust in him, he says, I'll forgive you of all your sin. I'll come and take up residence in you. I will save you. I'll adopt you into my family. I will give you credit for my perfection because I've already paid for all your wrong. So if you'll turn from your way and turn to me as your only hope, I'll give you what you could never earn or deserve. The gift of a relationship with me. I'll adopt you as my son or daughter. I'll give you the gift of eternal life that begins the moment you give me control of your life and will last for all eternity. If that's you today, I want you to understand God does not love you more on a good day than he does on a bad day. He loves you so much. He sacrificed his own son in hopes that you would receive him as Lord and Savior of your life. He brought you here today. He had you tune in today in hopes that you would hear this truth and that you would say, wow, why would I ever pass up the deal of a lifetime? <laughs> if that's you right where you're at, would you make this your prayer? You're one prayer away from being changed forever. If that's you, make this your prayer between your heart and God's ear. Say, Heavenly Father, I want what I've heard about today. And so I surrender control of my life to you. I ask you to come in to my heart and life. Forgive me of all I've done wrong. Put your spirit inside of me and begin to change me, transform me from the inside out. Thank you for the gift of eternal life that I can't earn or deserve. It's a gift that I've received. And I've say with all sincerity from this day forward, I want to be different. I want to grow to love you like you love me. 
I want to spend time getting to know you by opening up your word. Use me and my time and my talent and my treasure to draw others to you. And I say thanks. And everyone said and everyone typed, amen. Amen.